Okay, hi, this is Ariana Schultz, and my co-host Dallas is not here right now, but this is our first episode of the podcast, and it's called Vulnerable Voices, and we're going to be talking about abuse. Abuse is such a huge thing that goes on happening to anyone, mostly teens and kids. We will be talking about growing up with abusive parents, how it affects mental health, and so many other things. We will also be talking about how raising siblings through abuse, moving out, starting a new life, and going to college and just living was affected. We'll be talking about all of this with special guest Dana Warren. I'm Dana Warren. Um, I've never particularly done anything like this before. Um, I'm nervous, but I'm excited. So we will see how it goes. Okay. So Dana, do you want to tell us your story and just go into how everything was and how you were? Uh, Well, I moved around a lot as a kid. Um, My parents met very young. My mom had me at, you know, 17, 18 years old. Um, My mom and my dad's relationship wasn't the best. My dad was very, my dad was an alcoholic and very abusive to my mom when I was younger and I want to say they got divorced around I was maybe eight my mom got with another guy and then I my little brother had my little brother I have a little sister too and uh we just we just moved around a lot I went to school in Kalamazoo public schools and then I went to school in Pawpaw public schools and Lawrence and I moved we tried to stay in the area but I lived in you know dozen and a half different houses and stuff um how'd that make you feel moving around it wasn't as awful because I wasn't moving schools the moves that I had to move schools were definitely bigger moves for me but I kind of got used to being able to fit my life into a box at a pretty young age so you know I could pack my things and just go And, I mean, some living situations were definitely better than others. I mean, we lived in houses to apartments to trailers that didn't have locks on the doors and bad areas to country to the city to... I lived in a lot of different areas and situations, too. So I was always... I'm very good at adapting. I was always very good at just kind of silently adjusting into the background of wherever we went. Yeah, that's hard to do, really hard to do, so good for you for that. Yeah. How old were your siblings when all this happened? Oh, my, I have one full sibling uh, that's two years younger than me, they're 14. And then I have a half-brother named Noah, who's eight, and uh, my sibling has Tourette's. So my sibling grew up, they had... They kind of had a rough upbringing as far as school. They liked that we moved. They liked when we had to switch schools just because they could kind of start over. Yeah, that's understandable. And then my little brother. My little brother is the sweetest boy that you will ever like. He he has some, you know, he has his own little developmental issues. And we suspect that he's on the spectrum as well. But that boy is the most your little boy that you'll ever meet 
And I mean, my mom was around. I mean, she, she did what she had to do. She's in school now and, you know, kind of, she got herself on her feet to the point where, you know, she could financially support us, but she wasn't particularly there emotionally. So I took that emotional spot of, you know, that mother figure to all of my siblings. My mom is, my mom's engaged to a guy now who also has a 14 year old daughter. So I kind of, and her mom wasn't in the picture when they first got around together either. So I kind of, it's not that she wasn't around. It was more, I kind of had to pick up the slack of yeah, what she didn't I do. I get that. So. That's a big, like, role to fill. Yeah. Really big role to fill. And that's awesome that you did that. Have your parents always been like that? <sighs> yeah. I'm, yeah, my dad, I mean, they met because they were in trouble, you know, like, they kind of, they've always been, my mom's kind of always been absent, and my dad's kind of always been drunk, it's just kind of always the way it's been, whether they were together or not, so, but, I mean, all of us, like, all, me and all of my siblings all adapted to it, to it differently. So I kind of, I took it all as motivation, and then my my sister just, she kind of ignores it. She learned how to disassociate herself at such a young age. That That's amazing to do, because I would never be able to do that. It'd be so hard. I mean, as that emotional parental figure to, you know, kids that aren't your own when you're at an age where you shouldn't have to do such a thing, it... My siblings were never the kids getting hurt. And, I mean, yeah, there were moments, but, you know, while something was happening with me and my dad in the living room, you know, my sister was able to go into their room and just go into a world that was their own. That's my next question. How did you escape mentally? (sighs) I didn't really. I couldn't. I made a lot of really poor bad decisions I got myself in a lot of trouble I struggled with my mental health for the longest time you know I was struggling with depression and you know suicidal thoughts and that can take a toll yeah and COVID hit right on top of that oh yeah and I mean COVID is it's taken a a toll on a lot of like younger kids developmentally and like emotionally and how they adapt to being in public situations and things like that and I mean COVID wasn't easy on any of us not at all online learning is hard not having social interactions is hard losing people is hard yeah and just if especially if you're in a home like I was just there constantly you know, for me as a kid, school was my escape. I loved going to school. You know, I always had, I've always had good grades. You know, I've always been very good at school. And, you know, I've always been able to get that little honor roll paper at the end of the year. But everybody loves those. Yeah. Awards are nice. But, I mean, I don't know. I did school because I enjoyed being there a majority of my day yeah 
So, and then I got into sports, too, and sports helped me. But as I got older, I mean, I struggled with substance abuse, and I struggled with, you know, even my grades dropped at one point. I mean, I... Once you get older and you kind of realize what's happening in your home and you start to form your own opinions on it, it tends to get worse. Especially if you're very opinionated, as like, like I am. And, I mean, that's why I have love-hate relationships with people because I'm the most honest person you'll ever know. Yeah. You know, people you either love or hate my honesty. You know, yeah. I'm very blunt. And, I mean pointing out that somebody's doing something wrong or someone, you know, that they're hurting you is, it can be hard for someone to hear, you know. Especially coming from a loved one. Yeah, you know, and I mean, I don't know. It's just like a, I don't know, man. It's just, it's so hard to grow up so unheard. It's, I feel like we're always told as kids to be quiet and not to say anything and that just that just sucks it hurts too yeah I read I read an article earlier and um I just googled it you know I was like facts on child abuse and the first fact was one in every five children die to you know child abuse damn you know one in every three like females are going to be sexually harassed in their life it's that's unbelievable like this is just what it's come down to and you know those are the cases that get reported you know those are the kids who actually like first of all someone either noticed which having to hide like growing up like that and having to hide that you're growing up like that is one of the most exhausting things a person can do did you ever tell anybody I did, yeah. I mean, not when I was younger, no. But, you know, as I got into 8th, ninth, ninth grade, I did. My mom's fiancé was probably the worst man I've ever had to deal with. And, uh, you know, because I was struggling with my mental health and all that stuff, you know, my mom's first response was to put me on medicine. So I was on antidepressants and, you know, tried a bunch of stuff. No, actually, I have been off of my medicine for months. You know, my psychiatrist. I hated taking medicine. I hate feeling like I have to take medicine to be able to think and function normally as everyone else. I feel the same way. It's a very devaluing feeling. And then that medicine to be thrown in your face, too, it's just... I don't know. I feel like there are some things that you can learn to help you adjust and cope with your situations rather than just the first instinct is to be to put on something or to be sent somewhere. Like I th- I believe in I truly do believe in therapy and learning coping skills and learning how what com- like learning yourself. Taking that time to learn you know, how to adapt to unhealthy and uncomfortable situations is how you thrive in those situations. I mean, you are the only person that knows yourself that well. You've got to be able to know what works for you when you're in circumstances you can't control. 
How did it affect your siblings? I think it was really hard on my younger sister. My my younger si- my younger sister is also super smart. Um, they struggled growing up at school with peers and stuff. They struggle with anxiety and being in public spaces. But watching everything that happened with me, I feel like definitely took a toll on her. Understandable. Well, I mean, because her entire life, wherever she was at, I was there. Yeah. You know, moms or dads, you know, we were... You know, yeah, we had two Christmases, and yeah, we were with different families, but we were the two that were always there next to each other the entire time. Did it make you feel good that you were able to be there with your sister all the time and maybe protect her? In the time, no. In the time, I hated it. I hated, you know, that my little sister was always around me and that, you know, I hated what I went through to make sure that she didn't have to go through the same thing. But now that I haven't been around, yeah. Now that I look back on those things, you know, I don't think anybody really realizes it. You know, because I was told, oh, you're going to miss your sister once you're gone. (laughs) No, I won't. She's annoying, dude. Like, no, I won't. But yes, I do. Yes, I do. I miss my little brother, too. You know, like, my little brother, my little brother's stuck in that home. You know, I I left them after, you know, 15 years of making sure nothing ever happened to them. One day I was just gone and I haven't come back. And for my little brother, that's hard for him to comprehend. And that is honestly something that has been weighing on my conscience for so long. But I mean, Pardon? Where are you now? I live with my grandparents. I moved out of my parents' house in June. I have been... I actually have a court date for guardianship on Valentine's Day. Good for you. So I I got out of that home. My living situation now is the best I've ever been in. I mean, it's definitely best for me mentally to be able to be in a place where I can really learn myself and what works for me without having to you know, beyond medicine. I know you kind of already said that you miss your sister. So you miss all of your siblings, right? And yeah. how is that, like, do you feel any guilt or anything or anything at all? Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I mean, I my sister just followed me on TikTok, and I just found a video that she recorded of, you know, the way my mom's fiancé talked to my brother when my mom was at work. I'm so sorry. And I mean, the... Everything that has to do with, you know, child care workers or mental health workers or anything in any system, judicial, anything like that, it is all so understaffed. And there's so many kids, there's so many kids that are going through it. There's just not enough people for everyone. And that's, it's so sad that like, There's so many children being mistreated and abused and, you know, killed in streets every day. And we only have so many people that it just, we'll never really know how many kids are going through it. Yeah, that's, that's so real. 
Did you think you were ever going to get out or escape? Yeah. Yeah, there was, there was a moment in my life where I really did not care what happened to me. I mean, my dad lost custody of me when I was 13, me and my sister. I have not actually seen him since. I've spoken to him. I just recently reached out to him, which was really hard. You know, my my dad is probably the source of, you know, he's the bottom layer of all the issues I have from my past. Yeah. And to reach out to him, you know, like, it was it was hard. And I mean, my mom and my dad, you know, they'll always be my parents. Yeah. I mean, there's nobody that's going to take that spot from them. They'll always be, you know, but I can still make other positive figures and love them from a distance. And I mean, my mom, my mom was just so emotionally caught up in her own world that she never really realized anything else. Yeah. She never kind of realized what was happening. She she never realized when I started smoking weed or, you know, when I started self-harming or when my grades dropped, you know. And then when she did, oh, well, you're the oldest. These are your responsibilities. Nobody, nobody really noticed how bad it was really getting for me until it just blew up. I mean, I was always fighting with my mom and her fiancé. I was in and out of the house. I was, I got put on probation for a little bit. I mean, I got myself into some trouble just because of the mindset that I was in. And messed up a lot of relationships in that time, too. That part always hurts. Yeah, it does. And there are some relationships that I messed up in that in that time that I will never be able to get back to what it was. Yeah. But I've also been able to grow new relationships in a better mindset. And, I mean, some of the relationships that I have now are some of the best I've been in. I mean, I don't have very many friends. I keep to myself. I, I went to Pawpaw, you know couple different times before I finally stayed and you know I grew up bullied by all the kids who go to school there you know and I give off this demeanor I tried you know everyone everyone says I look like a bitch I mean like it's just what everyone you know I look like I'm mean I look like I'm gonna hurt you and I'm actually a very kind person I'm a very kind and compassionate person I understand you know a lot of different things that, you know, just happen. But yeah. I, you know, growing up being wet, messed with, you know, your entire life, it just, like, it gets to the point where you'd rather be by yourself than, especially when you don't fit in with a group of people either. I mean, social class-wise, I really grew up from nothing, you know, and I go to school with a bunch of I like to call them trust fund babies. And it's just hard, you know? It's hard to fit into a social class or a waist size that's acceptable in our society. But, I mean, I've got 
my grandparents, the relationship I have with my grandfather is a relationship that you don't find very often. Yeah. Like, having a positive male figure, someone that actually, you know, I was, my next step was foster care. And my mom had kept me away from my grandparents for years at a time, a couple times through throughout my childhood. And I hadn't spoken to them in three years. And then one Tuesday I was on their doorstep and I stayed. Just because they didn't want me to go into foster care. So, I mean, they they have so much compassion from their hearts. And to, you know, be retired and already raise their own kids just to take in another one. Especially under the circumstances I was in when I was, you know, moving in there. But, I don't know. Your parents are supposed to be, you know, fundamentally they're supposed to be the two people that are always supposed to be in your corner. And when you grow up, you know, so messed up going through so much because of those two people that are supposed to be in your corner. It's, it's devaluing. You know, you don't think that you're going to get anywhere. So, my big question is, are you okay? <sighs> right now, yeah, I'm doing okay. I really am. I mean, I'm off probation. That's good. I'm uh I'm a junior in high school. I'm dual enrolled. I've taken my these are my third and fourth courses through KVCC. So, I'm dual enrolled. The school pays for my college schooling. I uh, got a job. Work at this cute little sandwich shop. I mean, it's not much, but it's still job, you know. Yeah. That's good. I mean, I've I've definitely lost some relationships, but I mean, especially recently, I've gained one that really has a very positive impact on me. I've kind of, I mean, there are times I struggle. I really struggle. Like, I don't even want to get out of bed. Struggle. And I mean... It's hard. It I can it can be really hard sometimes. How is college like is it helping? Is it hindering? Is it just there? <sighs> college is an added on positive challenge. That's good. I mean my mom is taking the same class as I am. And you know, I'm sixteen in high school. You know, like, honestly, I truly use everything that happened to me as motivation. You know, I want to be able to go to my dream college and, you know, I want to be able to have a family that actually, like, an actual truly happy home. And to be able to not have my children worry about financial issues at such a young age. And I want to have a good partner. I want to make sure that I'm in a state emotionally and financially and to be able to have a family of my own that is going to grow up and be happy. Yeah. And I mean, being in college is just, it's like I've got a foot into both worlds, you know. 
I mean, even doing this podcast is something that I never would have done a year ago. You tell me a year ago I was being put on a podcast? No way. But, like, I don't know. There's so many, I mean, even friends that I know who are going through stuff that is so, like, it just changes everything psychologically. And that's what I'm going to school to study. I want to go to school. I'm going to study neurology in the way, you know, why bipolar, why we don't know where it comes from, or, you know, why children who grow up abused happen to have, you know, substance, more substance abuse issues than others, you know, like there's just so much stuff that's unstudied. And I want to be able to turn around and look at everybody and said that I did it without their help. I had so many more questions, but you basically answered them all. (laughs) How, I guess I could ask, what were your goals that you had when you were younger and living in the home, and what are your goals now, and how how have they changed and stuff like that? Oh, my dream career was to go and be a doctor in the military. That's awesome. But being diagnosed with any mental health disorder, I am not, I can't. Especially with my, you know, small little criminal record that I have. They dig deep into that stuff. Even some colleges dig that deep. And, you know, I lost motivation for a long time because, well, I can't, I can't do what I've wanted to do my entire life. You know, I can't get anywhere because everyone's going to dig everything up and bring such a hard time up and ruin everything that I've been trying to accomplish. But... I there's wraparound ways to still help people the way that I want to and to research and truly understand the things that I want to understand. I guess my goal is to just I want to be able to have a place too that my siblings can go to cuz they're going to get to the age where you know they can just book it. Yeah, they can just leave. There's nothing my mom can do. I mean yeah. But I want them to be able to have somewhere to go. Yeah. So right now I'm just saving up the money that I'm making and making sure I'm, you know, getting these college classes passed and trying to do, you know, things like this out of my comfort zone. But I don't know. Yeah. Lately I've been I've been doing good. And I haven't been able to truly say that in a minute either. That's really good. There's been some negative relationships that have left my life. And it's one relationship that I don't ever want to let go of. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you're doing better. And I hope things do get better for you. And I hope your siblings get better. I hope your mom, even though... Who knows? Gets better too. Yeah. And it's it's hard. It's really hard. I can't. I didn't grow up the way you did, but I feel for you. So I just want to let you know I'm here, and thank you for coming on. Yeah, of course. I feel like every person's voice deserves to be heard. Yeah. And if you just listen to people, you'll learn so many fundamental and valuable things about someone's mind and personality. Yeah. And I feel that's very important. So, Yeah. 
So we will be back next Monday with a brand new episode. Thank you.